Jeannie Patel Thompson, international best-selling author, health product formulator, horse listener, earth singer, mother, medicine woman, elephant acolyte, and regenerative farmer. This is the Jeannie Podcast. In this time of incredible uncertainty, tremendous fear, anxiety, worry, division, and polarization, you know, where everything we know and have used as our parameters for feeling safe or the world being normal are being dismantled or crumbling, it becomes even more important to find your relevance. So this is going back to the question of why you incarnated at this time on this planet and whether you believe in incarnation or reincarnation, it doesn't actually matter. Put it in whatever language you want. Why did you choose to be born? Or why did God choose to allow you to be born at this time? There is a purpose. There must be a purpose. Otherwise, you will be adrift on a sea of meaninglessness and hopelessness and darkness. And then that's where people end up moving towards suicide because there's no point. So the first thing we have to understand is that we get to choose. You get to choose the lens you look at reality through. You can look at it as random and meaningless and floating in a sea of primordial darkness. That's your choice. Or you can look at it as meaningful and filled with some kind of purpose that you in whatever capacity fits with your belief system have come here for an experience of life. You have come here to grow and evolve and develop yourself and explore and simply experience what three-dimensional living is like. I think that's a worthy enough goal in and of itself. But during a time like this where everything is burning and we're in the Kali destructive dark before the rebirth cycle, this is how things work in third dimension. We have seasons in 3D on planet Earth. We always have winter. We have cold, dark, barren, destitute, which gives birth to the light and rebirth of spring. So in terms of planetary evolution, we are in the cold, dark, destitute winter right now. And don't forget, we have seasonal cycles, but we also have planetary cycles. The Earth itself has her own cycles, you know, like the Ice Age is the equivalent of winter and the warming period with the droughts and the heat are the equivalent of that full summer sun. So pulling back and taking a bigger view of what's happening, there's not, you know, some random victimization happening here. These are the cycles of life at every level of existence in third dimension, whether it's just within our annual cycle or whether it's within a planetary cycle or within the cycles of Gaia herself of Mother Earth, we have these cycles. So getting back to the question, what is your relevance here at this time? And let's look at some other ways to phrase that question, right? Like, why are you here? What is your purpose? What is the one thing that calls to you? At least one thing. There may be three or four, but pick one for now. What is something that calls to you? Something that has repeatedly caught your interest, something that has always sparked a curiosity for you. So when people talk about defining your purpose or following your deepest passion or your deepest desire, it doesn't have to be such a big freaking deal. 
And that's part of what locks us into inactivity and lack of movement is we think it has to be a big deal and we think we have to make it into something grand. But finding your relevance and your purpose could be as simple as I'm here to cook for my family because that's the way that I feel amazing. And all my love goes into my food and I am the support structure for all the members of my family. I'm the home base. And I do that through cooking and nurturing and giving them that touchstone to come home to. Is that not a worthy purpose? <laughs> Is that not a tremendous relevance for that person and all the members of their family? Hell yes. So don't just look at someone and say, well, you don't do nothing. You just serve other people. You just cook for them, you backwards ethnic woman. No, if that person is doing it through choice, if they are doing it from the love and expansiveness of their heart center, they are actually creating a higher vibration that is benefiting every single being on this planet. Because here's another thing we have to look at. We have to look at this whole paradigm from a vibrational perspective. So let's say you go out there and you're one of the biggest activists and you're campaigning and you're protesting and you're raising a million dollars to get other people to join in the protest. You're frontline against the police or whoever is the crushing negative force at the time. Let's compare your vibration to that woman who has decided, because she's most likely a woman, although I did see a man doing this the other day, so let's just say the person who has decided that the purest expression of their joy and their relevance within their world, their purpose within their structure, the purest expression of that for them is to cook delicious, love-filled meals for their family. And the whole time they are cooking, their vibration is resonating at the highest level because it's pure love and it's pure joy and enjoyment. And then when all, you know, five, 10, 12 members of their family sit down and they eat the food, they come together and they feel safe. And they feel that all is right with the world and they enjoy each other and they support each other and they make jokes and laugh together again. What is the vibration of those five or 10 people gathered in one place? Because remember, all spiritual teachers have said, whenever two or more are gathered together in my name, in my love, in my vibration, the effect is exponential. So at the vibrational level, at the resonance of love at the heart chakra, which is the only place change and shift is possible, who is having a greater effect? That person raising a million dollars and protesting on the front lines against the forces of oppression? Or the person cooking with open-hearted joy and love for their family and then gathering them together so they can all sit in that joy and love vibration? Okay, now that's an unknown answer <laughs> because we don't know the vibration being held by the person raising the million dollars and going and confronting the front line. Now, if they are also on their purpose, if their heart is filled with the expansiveness of their contribution to the planet and they are able to go on that front line and open their heart to their, quote, enemy, 
And while they are holding the space of, this is not okay, this must not be, if they can simultaneously love the human in that uniform and love the being that is simply doing their best during their incarnation, and they can radiate love and compassion to all those uniformed police officers from their heart center, okay, now we're talking. But when you are in anger and hatred and fear, your vibration is very low. All that is going to result from that vibration is more of the same because like attracts like. It's the law of resonance, right? If you strike a B note on any instrument, any other instrument or item in the room that is capable of vibrating at the note of B will also begin to vibrate in resonance with B. So the same thing happens with emotional states like love and fear, hatred, joy, compassion, whatever emotion, like attracts like. And so whatever you're doing creates more of the same. That's the law of resonance. If you focus on fear, you get more fear. If you focus on feeling cheated or overwhelmed or disappointed and angry, you'll get more of that. Now that doesn't mean you deny reality. You may be feeling angry and overwhelmed and fearful. That's fine sit in those emotions, allow them, run them through your body and use whatever tool you have to release them. Now, there's no excuse for you not having a tool in this day and age because there are a hundred thousand podcasts and teachers and techniques that you can use. And most of them are given away for free or some part of it is given away for free. There's no excuse. If you don't have a tool where you can effectively deal with your anger, your overwhelm, your fear, your hatred, make that your number one priority. Ask the universe or God or wherever your guidance comes from to bring the right tool to you and just stay open and watch for it and be aware it will come. And I bet you it's not going to take as long as it took me to find the tools that work for me. Because, I mean, back when I was doing my healing journey, I spent years and, and tens and thousands of dollars trying every healing tool available to find out what works because I had a hard barometer for what worked and what didn't. Did I wake up sick the next day or was I better? Was I not sick for 4, 5, 10, 12, 14 days? How effective was this tool? And through that process... The top tools that I discovered that worked for the best for me, and I have to say for hundreds and thousands of my readers, are these tools. Here we go. Somato-based craniosacral therapy. All right, so that's craniosacral therapy at level two or higher. Next one, hypnotherapy. And again, choose a practitioner that you 100% trust and that your body gives you a yes to. Because when you move into deep relaxation, which is what hypnosis is, it's like deep meditation. But it's easier because instead of you guiding yourself, like when you're meditating by yourself, someone else holds that space for you and guides you into it. And they can then ask you really great questions once you're deeply relaxed and your conscious mind is turned off. So you don't have to use your conscious mind to direct the process. You don't need to use your conscious mind to ask yourself questions. 
the hypnotherapist does that. So hypnotherapy is another great tool. My favorite tool, and the reason I love this one is because I can do it myself and I don't have to pay a therapist, is EFT or laser tapping. So this is a mind-body integrated healing technique where you tap on the acupuncture points while you're verbally talking about the emotions you're feeling or the problem you're experiencing and you're putting those emotions into flow in your body and you're releasing them. So all of these emotions that these negative states um, affect us negatively in both our body and our life and our relationships, these negative emotions are not bad. Okay, they are part of the light and dark we come here to experience. They are part of the yin and yang, which is why we are here. So we don't want or need to banish them. What we need to do is feel them. We need to fully experience them. And then we need to release them and let them go, but retain the purpose of them. Some of them contain a lot of energy right? Anger contains a lot of energy that we can then access and put to good use. But if we don't allow ourselves to feel the anger, if we don't flow it through our body, all that anger remains locked up and starts to self-destruct into, you know, cancer and heart disease and things like that. So you use your preferred tool and you move those emotions, whichever emotions they are, same thing with joy and compassion and pleasure, right? Now, this is something a lot of people don't think about, but many people shut down their experience of joy because right on the heels of joy can come the fear that, oh my God, how long is this going to last? It's going to go away. <laughs> if I let myself feel this, it'll feel so amazing and then I'll have to go back to being normal me. And then it'll hurt so much more. I better not experience this joy and this incredible love too much because to come down from that is going to hurt too much. You see what us humans do with our ego mind? Because the job of the ego is to maintain homeostasis. So let's talk about that. You have to think of it like the job of the homeostatic mechanism in the body right? Homeostasis in the body, the purpose is to maintain the balance that keeps you alive. So if the body has to pull minerals from your bones because your blood levels are low, it will do that because your blood is your number one force or element in your body that has to be in balance or you will die. So you have to think of the ego as the same way. The ego is not evil. A lot of people are vilifying the ego and saying that it's a small, fearful, kind of hateful thing that is keeping you separated from your true spiritual self, your expanded universal mind. And I totally disagree with that view. Totally, absolutely disagree with it. The ego is simply your homeostatic mechanism because your ego's job is to keep your physical body alive. So yes, we are. We only have an ego when we incarnate in 3D because we only have a physical body in 3D, right? Think about it. If we had no regard for our physical body, what is the purpose of pain, right? It's not there to torture us. It's not like a terrible aspect that needs to be gotten rid of. Pain is simply a signal. 
It's a, hey, there's a problem here. Hey, fix this. Pay attention. Hey, this is my signaling to you that there is a much bigger problem underneath the hood. Stop. Lift up the hood. Take a look. Get this sorted. Get this fixed, right? The ego does the same job for us. The ego's job is to stop the physical body from risking its life and possibly getting damaged or dead. Okay? So if we can honor the ego for its role and say, okay, any change for the ego is frightening because a change is a move out of homeostasis. It's a move into imbalance. Whether you're changing for the good or you're changing for the bad doesn't matter. That state of imbalance and precariousness feels the same. So the ego reacts the same. The ego can't and does not judge whether, oh, we're balancing on the edge of a cliff about to topple over because this is good for us. No, the ego just perceives we're balancing on one leg about to topple over the edge of a cliff. Abort mission. Pull back. We must keep the physical body alive. So the way that I deal with the ego is I honor the ego for its job and I thank it for playing this really vital role for my incarnation as a physical three-dimensional being. And then I have a talk with my ego and I let it know what's going on and I say, here's what I'm doing. (laughs) And it's going to feel like we don't know what we're doing. We don't know where we're going and we're going to feel a lot of fear and it could all go wrong because, you know, I'm not perfect. I might misjudge my abilities or I might misjudge the market or I might misjudge other people's reactions, but here's what I'm doing and here's why. So if you could give me a little space to have this experience, if you could work together with me, That if we do realize that, oh shoot, we overshot the mark, we took on more than we could handle, or there's a big factor here that we just didn't see, and now we've got abort mission, let's work together to get us out of there fast. Let's work together to turn it around and transform it into something beneficial. Do you see what I'm saying? I'm engaging the ego in its job, in its purpose as my ally as my helper, as my trusted lieutenant, but I'm in charge, right? The lieutenant is not in charge. The lieutenant is a very powerful, high-ranking, skilled helper, but they're not in charge. I am, and it's my incarnation. It's my life, and I get to choose what that looks like, whether that looks like me making some mistakes or getting into a bit of a dicey situation because I've taken on too much or I haven't foreseen all the factors. And that's okay. Because we are skilled, powerful beings, my ego and I, and we will get us out and we will turn this to good no matter what. Because our orientation is towards the highest good. You may be familiar with a verse in the Bible that says, All things work together for good for those that love the Lord. It's the same principle. If every morning you wake up and you are in your intention oriented towards the highest good, then for everything that happens, you can have faith. Because whatever happens, even if it feels like disaster, even if it feels like a loss, is actually part of the pathway to your highest good. And you believe in that 
and you trust in that. And I guarantee you, with hindsight, you will always be able to map that pathway. In 54 years of my life on this planet, since I was seven years old, I have actively every day oriented myself towards my divine purpose, towards my highest good. And I have been through a lot of stuff and a lot of bad stuff, abuse, disaster, etc. And there is not one thing that I can't look back on and understand. Ah, I see why that was necessary. I see why I needed or wanted to go through that. I see how I could not be here if I had not learned how to metabolize that, if I had not learned how to alchemize that, if I had not learned how to transform that, right? Remember 3D, yin, yang, light and dark, all the colors of the rainbow. We don't just come here for light and goodness. If you want light and goodness, go back to the divine, go to spirit. That's where you are. It's all bliss. Why come here? We have to own the reason we come here. We have to own the purpose of darkness, of the yin and the yang cycles. So getting back to what is your relevance at this time? And we're taking into account the role of the ego. We're taking into account the role of vibrational energy and its effect not just on those around us, but on this interlinked matrix that we call planet Earth, that we call our universe, because our universe is far more electromagnetic and vibrational than most of us realize. And it's all linked. Think of it like a cell phone in Texas can link me instantly to London, England in less than a millisecond. That's how vibrational reality functions as well because it's an electrical magnetic force and it is that fast. It is that instantaneous. It is that interlinked. So start looking at as a vibrational being, hatred, fear, negativity, overwhelm, etc., are low vibration emotions because emotions create frequencies, right? And waveform frequencies create a vibration. Okay, so love, joy, compassion, loving kindness, acceptance, patience, tolerance, these are all high vibration emotions. And so the frequency they create vibrates at a higher level and therefore benefits the whole planet, not just our immediate enclave of family and friends, but the whole planet. Because think of it like the cell phone signal, it transmits instantaneously around the world. So when you are pondering the question of what is my relevance, because if you are here at this critical point in time and you chose not to leave the planet through one method or another, you are here because you chose to be here for a purpose. And again, that purpose does not have to look like anything significant or big. No one even has to know about it. You could be grandma or grandpa cooking for your family and your vibration could be as high as a monk in the Himalayas spending all day meditating, sending that vibration out to benefit the planet. Look at it in terms of what is the thing that fills you with joy? 
What is the thing you feel like doing that allows you to be in your heart space, the open heart space of joy and love? And that could be anything. It could be knitting sweaters for refugees. It could be doing a podcast. It could be making YouTube videos that make people laugh and raise their vibration through joy. It could be helping animals and every day that you feed and tend to these animals, your heart is open and you're not vibrating with pity, okay? You're not vibrating when you're tending those animals with, oh, it's so terrible, what was done to you? Well, now you're back in a low vibration. So again, it's not what you do, it's why you do it and how you do it. So. I'll give you an example. I have a whole bunch of horses that I rescued from slaughter. I barely talk about that because slaughter rescue is a low vibration. Yes, that's a good act, but to keep talking about it, to keep bringing it in, to keep flashing back to that thing, that's, that's a victim state. That's a low vibration. And the horses are like, whatever. That's just the way we came to you. That doesn't define us. And I don't need to call back that old story every time I talk about my horses. So it's in there in my videos and blog posts where it's relevant, but I don't repeat it continually. I try to speak about it as little as possible because of the vibration that it pulls into the story and it's not relevant. So I don't use it. I don't include it. What is relevant is the work that these horses are doing. The reason they came to this planet at this time, the messages they have for people, the healing space that they throw out and the people watching the videos feel it and are transformed by it. That is their relevance. That is their purpose. Okay. So when I work with these horses, that's the vibration that I'm in. I'm in the vibration of magic and wonder and joy and infinite possibility, that's a high vibration. That's a really good place to be. So when you look at your own life, your own interests, what are you curious about? What draws you? What intrigues you? What's something you want to learn more about? You could be like 16 and just look at where your interests are already calling you. Because something that seems super small and insignificant could be your sweet spot, could be your jam. If it puts you in that high vibrational state of love and joy resonance, that's your thing. That is why you're here. So find that. And if it takes you a while to find it because you're curious about a bunch of things and you explore a bunch of things, go for it. Start on that path. Just being on the path raises your vibration, increases your resonance. Stop thinking about it. Stop pondering and waiting for, you know, the big sign. Just start moving in the direction of your curiosity, of what draws you, of your interests. Any little thing that makes you go, ooh, any little thing that makes your heart flutter or open or feel glad, move in those directions and see what happens. And like I said, you may have several things that you do. I do. I don't just do one thing because I'm a Gemini. And Geminis, we don't, we don't do well with just one thing. We get bored. We need to have a number of things. We need to have a basket full of relevance. So, you know, but there's a lot of people who need to have just one thing because they need to focus. We're all different personalities. 
So you do whatever you feel drawn to. And what I invite you to do at this time is give yourself the permission to move in the direction of your interest, your delight, your joy, your curiosity, your passion. What calls your heart to open? What tweaks or peaks your interest and attention? Move in those directions. Explore them. Take a course. Join a group. Just start doing it in your living room, in your garage. Start a TikTok channel. It doesn't matter. But move into action today. I don't care if it's midnight when you're listening to this. Do something that moves you into action right now. Even if it's just making a list of the things that tweak your attention, that pique your curiosity, things you've always wondered about, things you've thought that would be cool, make your cool list. Doesn't have to be a bucket list. That's too much pressure. That's too big. We don't need to go big. We just go really small, right? Really tiny, one little thing. That's all you're looking for. And if you have more, great. It's all good. But when you find the things that open your heart, increase your joy, make you laugh more, you have found your purpose. You have found your relevance for this time on the planet. Do those things and do more of those things and keep doing those things that result in positive, high vibration emotions. It's that simple and that profound. Thank you for joining me and namaste. Thank you.